0: Luke chapter 2, verses 9 through 11. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Who is Christ the Lord? Throughout the years, there have been countless opinions offered as to the meaning of Christmas, but none surpasses that given by the angels on that first Christmas. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior. Who is Christ the Lord? Christmas is is about Jesus. And the proclamation of the angel sums up his person in three words. He is savior, Christ and Lord. He comes to be our savior. When the angel appeared with The blinding light of God's glory as it cut through the dark night. The shepherds were terrified. The angels assured them there was nothing to be afraid about. They didn't say, fear not, there's nothing to fear but fear itself. Nor did they say, fear not, God won't judge anyone nor, fear not, you're good people acceptable to God. No, their message was, fear not, a Savior is born. Only those who realize they need a Savior can experience the fullness of the joy and the meaning of Christmas. Dietrich Bonhoeffer presents a vivid picture of this in one of his Christmas sermons, and I read... Coal miners are trapped deep in the earth. Dark as night, cut off alone. Their fate is sealed. Calling out is no help. However hard they bang against the wall, nothing is accomplished. All their strength is unavailing. There is no hope. And then, if a sound is heard, a hammer blow, a breaking of stone. And if suddenly a voice can be heard from far away calling in the dark, then those sounds and activities come a little louder and nearer, and a hard blow comes quite near. Then comes a last wild smashing blow of the hammer, and the rescuer is almost there. One strike more and he's free. Now, you're wondering why I'm talking about this on Advent Sunday. Because it's really about Advent that I'm speaking. These events are precisely what happens in the drawing near of God to humankind. The coming of deliverance. The arrival of Christ. We can't know the wonder of Christmas without tasting the desperation of our lives without Jesus. We've been given a message of spectacular rescue, but we won't experience this until we realize we need rescuing. The Apostle Paul saw our hopeless condition, more hopeless than the miners trapped underground, when he wrote... And you were dead in your trespasses and sins. When we realize that our sins have buried us in a dark tomb of spiritual death and that we are helpless to save ourselves, we will then cry out for someone to save us. And God's answer is Christmas. A Savior for all the people has been born. Fear is met by relief, and relief turns into joy, and turns into great joy. And Paul describes this salvation. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved and raised up with him and seated. He seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. By grace you've been saved, not because of what you've done, but because of what he has done for you. Christians, drink deeply of the grace of Jesus Christ. Our Savior has come. Hearing that a Savior has been born is incomparably great news. But it gets even greater when the angel describes this Savior. For unto you this day is born in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. The Savior is Christ, the long awaited Messiah the Greek word Christ is the translation of the Hebrew word for Messiah. Now, we often refer to Christ as though it's the last name of Jesus. Oh, it meant something much, much more to the Jews, and it should to each of us. The Messiah to be the fulfillment of all that Israel ever desired. As Savior, he would redeem Israel. And he'd provide forgiveness for the world. As prophet, priest, and king, he would bring God's justice and righteousness to a sin-spoiled world. And he would bring shalom, peace. And this is more than the cessation of war. Shalom speaks of life as it was meant to be. The person and ministry of the Christ, of the Messiah, is summarized in the passage that inspired Handel's Messiah, which has already been read. People who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who dwell in the land of deep darkness, on them a light has shone. You have multiplied the nation, you have increased its joy, for a child is born, to us a son is given, the government shall be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and of peace there will be no end. Isaiah spoke these words during a tumultuous time when Israel was riddled with fear as they faced a cataclysmic defeat and impending exile. But these words looked beyond the immediate future and inspired a hope by pointing to an ultimate future. While our circumstances are not as dire as theirs. We live in a frightening time. Our nation grows more and more divided and our world succumbs to ever-increasing turmoil as we hear of war after war. And we may wonder, are these messianic promises ever going to be fulfilled? Yes. The spiritual dimension of these are being lived out today in the lives of people who are walking with Jesus Christ, who are filled with the Holy Spirit of God, who are experiencing the fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. The kingdom lives within believers. But what about the remainder of the promises? Israel coming, having and seeing the Messiah for all he is. A world being transformed. The remainder of these will be fulfilled when he returns. We might ask, but if the deliverance of Israel and the subsequent blessing to the world didn't happen during the lifetime Isaiah, didn't happen during the lifetime of Jesus, we don't see it happening in our lifetime. Does, does it really matter to us? Are these promises relevant to us? The answer is no. If we are locked into a temporal, egocentric perspective, they wouldn't matter to us. However, if our hearts are tied to God's eternal plan, His eternal redemption, and His eternal glory, then these become our ultimate hope, which will sustain us through the darkest valleys of life. See, we know the end of the story. God's people will be fully redeemed. Life will be remade as it was designed to be, and love and justice will prevail. And heaven and earth will give God the glory he deserves. A Savior has been born who is Christ. And there's even greater news He's the Lord. The Lord has come, God incarnate. For unto you is born in this day, in the city of David, a Savior who is Christ, the Lord. He's Emmanuel, as written in Matthew 1. All this took place to fulfill what the Lord has spoken by the prophet. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, God with us. See, many of us who sing, O come, O come, Emmanuel, don't understand what we're singing. I didn't for years. Many who believe in the divinity of Christ are numbed by its implications. Christ's deity becomes a point of theology to be argued rather than the truth that governs our lives. We all need to embrace the wonder that the transcendent Infinite, eternal, unparalleled, sovereign Lord of the universe has walked among us. Born as a babe, wrapped in swaddling cloths, and lying in a manger. Because Jesus is Emmanuel, we know there is a God. And He's not left us to fend for ourselves. And he's actually shown himself to us. Because in Jesus we see exactly how God would live out his life because he is. If we want to know what God is like, we only need to look at Jesus. If we ever question God's love, wisdom, and power, all we need to do is look at Jesus. Because Jesus is Emmanuel... He's given us an unshakable foundation of truth upon which to build our lives and the wisdom to guide us through the labyrinth of life. Because Jesus is Emmanuel, we should worship him as the Magi did and look forward to the day when every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Because Jesus is Emmanuel, our fears... Should be turned into joy. For he is not against us. Nor dismissive of us. He is with us. And he is for us. The meaning of Christmas is simple. Yet profound. A savior has been born. Who is Christ. The Lord. Let's pray. Our Father, may your Spirit bring these truths home to each and every one of our hearts this evening, so that our fear might be turned to joy. Our concern of our lostness is turned into hope and a reality of God's grace poured out to us. And Lord, most of all, that you would now receive the glory you deserve by giving us the greatest gift at the expense of the life of your son. We praise him and pray in his name. Amen.